when I am elected, I'll uh, I'll be elected on May 24th if all goes uh, according to plan, and then uh, I'll take office in January 2023. And on day one, I will have already drafted my press release that says we are not going to charge possession of marijuana at the misdemeanor or felony level. There's just so many other important things to do, so many other important things to do, particularly to serve victims of violent crime, especially kids, especially women, uh, who right now are often left in the lurch by my opponent. Got a lot of love, yeah, that's for sure. Got music and movies and friends and medicine. Yeah, is the show for me and you. The one you love to listen to. Welcome to The Ed Show, your award-winning podcast, sponsored by The Relevant App. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of A-Edge Productions. I am your co-host, Brandon Lee, and here is your special guest host, Miss Teddy, right here on The Ed Show. And we don't disperse medical advice, and all your choices are your own. I am so nervous. Thank you, thank you (laughs) for having me. Feeling some massive um shoes right now sitting in for for wendy so well you know. yeah she's been doing this for a long time but you know like this no is pressure. Fun. i uh yeah. i just always think that we're just uh, so lucky to be uh up here talking about this stuff and just being able to share our message because i know you have a lot of things to talk about with this subject we've talked about this um in text messages in the last week uh everyone in the group and Man, there's so many people that deal with with trauma, and especially in these last few years when it comes to the pandemic. Um, you know, I always think of it as something like, you know, we're all vehicles, and everyone gets a little hail damage eventually in this trauma. You know, now how how difficult it is and how we deal with it is really a big part about it. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, with so many different traumas that I've been through what they consider traumas, you know, accidents, assaults, um, abuse, childhood abuse, sexual abuse, all of those um, can stick with you. And so um, plant-based medicine is one of the better forms that help me control what I need to do to be able to do what I do. You know, you know so it's that, it, it's that um, medication that's helped out so many people um in the past and you know a lot of people have different ways of dealing with with their trauma whether it be counseling or having an amazing group of uh friends and people around to 
help them through things like this. And you're talking about all these traumas and just listing them off, Miss Teddy. <laughs> and, um, and, but those things are probably, you're dealing with them uh, with cannabis use, but you also have all sorts of other ways. I'm sure that you've figured out uh, through your years of deal, uh, dealing with it. Oh yeah, most definitely. I, I focus a lot more on, on the positive and on the negative. Um, I do a lot of TikToks. I'm, I don't know, somewhat of a comedian. Yeah. You know, and I, I've thrown myself into the cannabis community here in New Mexico. Um, so it, it helps to have a purpose instead of just sitting around and focusing on, on everything that you've been through. We got to realize as well that everyone deals with trauma differently. And l listen to people that deal with trauma. Ms. Daddy, you know, I'm sure you've helped out so many people in the past with uh, things that you've, those paths that you've walked already or that you've seen and maybe... Um, be a light for other people when it comes to their trauma. Oh yeah, I've um, yeah, we've. I, I sit there at the desk. I have my desk out at the front of the shop, and there's a chair right there where I hear a lot of um, what people go through. And like you said, everyone handles, even if it's the same situation. There's one car with five people in it, and they have an accident. All five of those people are going to receive that accident totally different than each other. So everyone's trauma is going to be different. One might just walk away thinking, ah, oh, c'est la vie. It was an accident. That's what it's called. Another person might think, oh, my God, I almost just died. You know, so there's just so many different ways of people handling trauma, and you never know how they're going to handle it, and you never know what they consider trauma. Yeah, and you know, and that car wreck, we can kind of explain it that way. That car wreck may have been fine and you're over it in that week or whatever. And then three or four years later, you have that thought of, I could have died. Uh, and it spins you. And that is kind of the uh, explanation of trauma because those things can pop up back in your life, uh, whether it be a car wreck, you know, or something way worse. Um, and things like that can have a way of springing back into your life, uh, can cause depressions, can cause. Um, things that we just kind of see darkness. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely definitely helpful to have tools, like you said, a natural way to uh, deal with these things. Ms. Teddy, I know that you do that over in New Mexico uh, and help other people do that too. And it's not just, not just uh, THC, but also uh, CBDs and other products like that that are really helpful. Oh, yes, most definitely. And like I said, juicing, you know, the THCA, all the acid forms, um, help as well without the psychoactive effect. But now there's some certain traumas that need the psychoactive effect. <laughs> yes. Um, when I go to the grocery store, there's certain smells that will take me back to, um, I'm an adult survivor of childhood rape, you know, so um, the smell of certain colognes take me back to that five-year-old girl. And so I walk around with a little G-pin you know, it's really discreet and I'll actually medicate in the grocery store because you never know. Sometimes just that certain scent will hit me and I'll be paralyzed. You know, I won't be able to continue doing what I'm doing. So being able to do this instead of looking for water, stopping and digging in my purse and yeah. trying to get a Xanax and everyone looking at me because, I'm like, uh, you know, freaking out. Um, yeah. It's I just like and then walk, walk away and. And boom, you got that relaxation. And, you know, I think there are people out there, we know there are people out there right now that are probably dealing with some of their traumas in their lives and may have done this and then gotten themselves arrested. 
and gotten themselves oh. in trouble with um, marijuana, just trying to medicate themselves and bring themselves to a normality and, um, and just some sort of normal and uh, find themselves in jail over doing what exactly what you're saying. Some people are illegal able, legally able to do it and others are not. And yes. so, um, you know, you were, I love that we have our guest on this week and it is someone that is fighting for that and um, wants to see everyone be able to go to that grocery store and do what you've done and be able to um, recognize that people are being in jail for cannabis for, for things yeah, that, that with. You know, I've actually um, uprooted my family. We are refugees. We moved to back to my home state, but we were, I was moved to Texas when I was five and moved back in my thirties because um, if we got caught making my RSO in Texas, I would have gone to jail for running a meth lab. You know, that's how they, they look at it is an extraction charge. So it, I would have gone to jail. It would have been a felony. I would have done quite a few years. I probably would still be doing time if I got caught making simple RSO that I use on a daily basis to keep all these tumors and the cancer at bay and just to keep everything working the way it's supposed to work. So we literally packed up our family and moved here to New Mexico because you know my mom and dad were here, but it was legal for medical use here. And we were afraid to continue living in Texas with that fear of constantly thinking that mama could go to prison. Well, I'm looking forward to you talking to Stephen Coger and we'll be right back on the Ed Show. I'm Dr. Brian Nickel, your cannabis expert for CannabisExpertMD.com with a cannabis pairing for The Edge Show. This week, I'm going to be pairing a tea with cannabis. Now, tea is made from the leaves and uh, leaf tea buds of a particular plant called the Camellia sinensis. I probably pronounced it quite incorrectly, plant. That's a common tea plant. Well, leaves and buds, that does sound a little familiar, doesn't it? I selected chamomile tea this time. Now, chamomile tea has a long history of medical uses. Uh, terpenes like uh, alpha bisbotol, uh, they are very anti-inflammatory in nature. It's been used to treat menstrual cramps for a number of years, uh, stabilizes blood sugar levels in many patients, uh, has its own anti-cancer properties, and as many people already know, it does help with sleep, and uh, that's mostly associated with the flavonoid epigenin. That's one that's mostly contributing to this effect. Now, for uh, occasional insomnia, chamomile tea can often be effective for many patients. Now, a medical cannabis patient, of course, you have the opportunity to incorporate another plant along with the tea to provide some symptom relief. For this, I was looking for a very relaxing, kind of sedating strain to work with the tea, uh, lulling you into a relaxed, chill state that invites a nice, restful repose. For this, I selected based on cannabinoid and terpene profiles available to me, Natural State Medicinals Purple Sunset. Oh, perfect sounding strain to sleep with. Purple Sunset is potent at a total of 22% total THC. How much CBD, thinks the nervous producer? Trace. Uh, that was a good guess, and you're correct, sir. There is a little bit of trace CBD present in there. Terpene showed to be pretty potent at 1.88%. It's heavily mercing dominant at 1.01%. Terpinolene's up next at 0.29%, beta-caryophyllin at 0.22%, percent 
Limonene and linalool, they're tied at 0.13% with a little bit of hemulene showing in at 0.07%. Now, purple sensate should give you a very quick, fast cerebral high. The mirror seeing speeding the THC's euphoric effects. The limonene present, now that's going to give you a nice little bit of a mood lift. The terpinaline, linalool, and the myrcene, they kind of settle in together to give you a very, very relaxing state and a uh, really profound body relaxation. It should pair well with the sleepy time effects of the chamomile tea and should really help you, help lull you off to a, a nice restful sleep. For more information on all things medical cannabis, be sure to check us out at CanvasExpertMD.com. We're also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under CanvasExpertMD. Ms. Teddy here with your Food is Medicine Minute. And we are talking about trauma this episode. And most people have very little appetite when they are going through trauma. And I suggest that you try things like a smoothie, maybe with some fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, or even just a plain avocado. Or you could have a fruit with peanut butter on it, scrambled eggs and toast, other soft foods like soup, um, even tuna salad can be very soothing. Now, if you are on the other spectrum like I am, and all you want to do is eat when you're going through trauma, I would suggest that you keep things like celery, radishes, carrots, things that have that crunch to it, and that can help with satisfying your um, eating all the time, and they're very low in calories. For more information on food as medicine, please feel free to contact me at Learn from Teddy on Facebook. Thank you. Hey everyone, this is Candace, your host for Mile High News. This week I'm covering an article from Leafly, which came out on April 6, 2022. It's called The Case for Sustainable Cannabis. With cannabis legislation, corporations are taking over a lot of the cannabis space. They are growing for-profit contrasting many of its purely medicinal ceremonial purposes with greed and the quest for mighty dollar. Unfortunately, they don't always keep sustainability at the forefront. It's important to remember that the scale of larger weed grows require a significant expenditure of energy, making a case for a more sustainable cannabis and a less wasteful industry. According to the National Conference of State Legislators, Cannabis production represents 1% of the national electricity use, with top-producing regions like California consuming 3% of the state's electricity. On 4-2022, the Earth's atmospheric carbon concentration will reach an average of 420 parts per million of CO2, according to Peter, one of the organizers with 420 ppm, an event in California held on Venice Beach. You'd have to trace back at least 3 million years since the last time our planet had that much carbon content on it. And so it's nothing to celebrate, even though 420 is high on the place of cannabis culture. In our quest to benefit our bodies, capitalistic desires, greed, and irresponsibility are turning the planet into something more harmful than beneficial. It is time we rethink things and look at ways that we can achieve a more sustainable weed industry. This article also outlines some suggestions that will bring more eco-friendly consumption and move cannabis back into a place of healing before it's too late.
This has been Mile High News. I'm Candace Dyer, reporting for The Ed Show. Stay lit, everyone. I have the honor and the pleasure to talk with Stephen Kroger. He is a lawyer and he is campaigning for prosecuting attorney for the counties of Washington and Madison in Arkansas. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad to be with you. It's so nice to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I've uh, been serving survivors of trafficking, domestic violence, child abuse uh, for about 15 years. Uh, first as a paralegal at uh, a nonprofit. And then I went to law school, graduated and started my own nonprofit to serve these populations seven years ago. And wow. it's been, uh, it's been, it's been a challenge. It's a lot of emotionally heavy stuff. You know, children who've been sex trafficked and labor trafficked come with a lot of trauma. And, and uh, as I work to make them eligible for Medicaid or whatever, I have to, I have to hear their stories. I have to use their stories to get them uh, access to the services they need. What made you decide to run for prosecuting attorney? So I've been uh, representing these kids, as I said, as an attorney for seven years. And so often I'll see that uh, my opponent will give uh, the human trafficker or the abuser a cash bail. Um, and when the abuser has the ability to pay that cash bail, they're just out. They're out the following Monday and my clients are terrorized. Mm -hmm. uh, also, simultaneously, uh, he's also just simply accidentally released a child rapist, a murderer, or a suspected murderer, suspected child rapist, a suspected DUI person who went on to have another drunken wreck in, in Benton County, um, was finally prosecuted there. So anyway, I've seen these terrible, terrible practices and failures. And when we look, when we consider marijuana, uh, he will go so hard on the 18 year old, the 20 year old, the 25 year old that gets caught with marijuana. And it's tragic. And, you know, he'll say, uh, you've got to wear a wire. Uh, and a lot of people don't like how I talk about this, but the, the option is that, that young people are given by the police and, and the mm -hmm. prosecutor is you can wear a wire and sell harder drugs to three of your friends, or we're going to go way harder on you. And uh, I have a friend whose son was an 18-year-old high school student here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. He was pulled over. He didn't know about his Fourth Amendment rights. And so he just agreed to a search of his car. They found a joint. They drove him to a vacant church parking lot where he met with uh, a narcotics officer who spent the next three days texting him and telling him he had to do this or else, right? And he went from this bubbly 18-year-old happy kid to suicidally depressed like overnight and his mom finally took a cell phone and saw what was going on. And, and anyhow, when I am elected, I'll, uh, I'll be elected on May 24th, if all goes uh, according to plan. And then uh, I'll take office in January, 2023. And on day one, I will have already drafted my press release that says we are not going to charge possession of marijuana at the misdemeanor or felony level. There's just so many other important things to do so many other important things to do, particularly to serve victims of violent crime, especially kids, especially women, uh, who right now are often left in the lurch by my opponent. Exactly. And, and cannabis is one that 
will help younger people get over certain traumas without the use of pharmaceuticals, which will help um, keep their liver and their organs a lot healthier than, than what we're having, you know, 21 year olds and 22 year olds that have been on Xanax since they're 15 or ibuprofen since they're 15 and it's destroying their liver when they could use right. a natural plant. The people that are most likely to be traumatized in our society uh, need access to this medicine. And a lot of them are young people who have been in Iraq and Afghanistan and need to uh, need to self-medicate so that they don't kill themselves. There's so much veteran suicide and there's tons of really, really great um, research coming out that, that not just marijuana, but also uh, MDMA and uh, mushrooms are, are giving veterans uh, ways to process uh, their trauma um, and keep them on the planet and alive. And the fact that someone would have to choose between potentially being arrested and losing access to their family or losing access to their family because of like the constant manifestation of the trauma is ridiculous and anyone concerned about justice should be concerned. Um, here in Arkansas, Senator John Bozeman and U.S. Congressperson Steve Womack both voted against allowing the VA, uh, the veterans hospitals, to prescribe marijuana to vets. How many suicides have, has that decision contributed to? We'll never know, um, but it's disgusting. It's repugnant. They should be ashamed. And also in a country, in, in a political party that prides itself on small government, you know, it should, it shouldn't be happening. Yeah, uh, really, most definitely. Um, I think I read somewhere that they say um, every minute, 22 veterans try to take their life. Wow. So that's, that's pretty, pretty saddening when you think about that they have they have an option that is so much easier on their body to be able to get, and yet the vets seem to be um, having the hardest time to get access to the medicine because one, they can't afford it; they they can't grow their own. We, you know, some states don't have grow rights, so uh, right. it is it is really really saddening. Um, how great this plant is and, and um, how they uh, stigmatize it and, and criminalize it along with, yeah. with heroin and, and all the other really heavy duty street drugs that can just tear you up. Totally. I really um, want to thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, let us thank know you. exactly where people can vote, where they can get a hold of you. I love it. I love it. Thank you for, for asking. So yeah, people can vote starting May 9th um, all the way up through May 24th. They can vote uh, at the courthouse, uh, early voting in Madison, Washington County at the courthouse or on the day of the election, May 24th. There's going to be places all over, all over both counties that they can vote. It's super important. Almost nobody turns out for a May election. Um, you know, it's, it's, such an opportunity to to start a change in Arkansas right here. Uh, the good old boys club really is nervous. They don't like it. Uh, there's a, a, a long time uh, lawyer here in Fayetteville 
who uh, who actually employs he's a, he's a criminal defense attorney and he employs the prosecutor's uh, wife and child. And he made a Facebook post last week about how terrible it would be if I won, right? Because they're afraid of this change. They're afraid of losing money. I was talking to an attorney friend once before medical was legal in Arkansas. And I said, would you support the legalization or at least the legalization of medical marijuana? He said, no, I've got too much money to lose. I've got too much money to lose if people are not being charged with marijuana possession. And uh, that there's a reason the good old boy club, the good old boys club doesn't want me to win, right? Because they don't want change. They don't want uh, equitable uh, access to justice. They, it, there's, just, there's, they're afraid to lose their excess, you know. And there's still going to be all kinds of violent crime. They'll still have tons of business, but. People are afraid to change. Do you have a web page where volunteers can, can get a hold of you? Absolutely. It's votecoger.com, vote, C-O-G-E-R.com. Yeah. Perfect. And remember, guys, if you don't vote, you cannot complain about there not being any change. I just That's have to exactly put that right. out there. Arkansas is really, really lucky to have someone like you um, standing you. up for them. I really want to thank you for letting us pick your brain and I want to thank you for coming on to the edge show thank you so much for having me you're more than welcome <laughs> bye-bye and that was Stephen Coger he is running for prosecuting attorney it was really nice talking to him um fingers crossed he can get everything done that he wants to do it sounds really really promising for Arkansas yeah. and yeah go out there and vote that's a big part about um, all of this, all of these uh, things that we talk about on the weekly and all of these uh, medicines, go out there and vote. Stand up for your um, your other people that are standing up for decriminalizing this and uh, get the people out of jail that are just trying to medicate themselves. And uh, I think we have a better way of approaching this. And Stephen Coger seems like he's got his head on his shoulders, right? And hopefully uh, we can finally get this stuff just sealed and out in the open and everyone knows that medical marijuana is probably the least of our worries yeah that would be excellent every every state needs to hop on board with a mindset that steven has that's um, right teddy yeah, it was, this, this, crazy. this episode was so easy with you you said you were like nervous and you didn't know what was going on but i promise you you probably you've probably seen every single episode of the edge show and wendy love edge uh, she's got some big shoes to fill, but you're doing a pretty good job at that. So, oh, well, thank you. Round of applause for Miss Teddy for doing awesome. <laughs> and um, of course, uh, this week we talked about the trauma in everyone's lives, and um, I think Miss Teddy can agree that we we all have gone through some traumas, no matter what. Uh, that's what life does to us, and we keep on saying this almost every episode. You're not alone. Everyone's dealt with this stuff, and reach out and like we talked about earlier, uh, Teddy saying that, you know, those times where it gets really dark and you're in the moment of just don't know what's going on or really have some uh, very little hope uh, with, with things, know that there are ways out there to, um, to bring yourself back. And Miss Teddy, you know this, you've dealt with this a lot in your past and you continue to. And even days that you have the really good, there may be days that are really bad. So. Um, prepare for those and like you said maybe you get one of those vapes yep <laughs> like you got and um and make sure and let let you just know that everything's going to be all right do you have a final word on 
how people can deal with their trauma? Well, first I want to say, if you don't vote, you can't complain about the outcome. So there's True. that. Uh, most definitely um, embrace yourself when you're going through these traumatic experiences. In the long run, it is going to help yourself be a better person and you have a chance of helping others deal with trauma as well. Yeah, these things that uh, define you, that make you, no matter what, and um, it's just great advice. Everyone is dealing with trauma some way worse than others. So remember that when you're going day-to-day -day life, uh, that people are going through some stuff always and try to keep that in mind. Um, as you try to be as nice as you can to people and help out as much as possible. The Ed Show is sponsored in part by The Relevant App, 131 Inclusion Gallery, Irie Bliss Wellness, Lindsay Camp with Synergy One Lending, Off-Leash Canine Training, and Green Harvest Health, inviting you to reclaim your wellness.